Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Janet Neal. I'm the Vice President at Lazada Group Strategy, and I'm also the Head of Corporate Sustainability. Welcome to Lazada Insider. Today, we have an exclusive interview on uh, our very first sustainability episode. Um, follow us on this channel for e exclusive insights about e-commerce, tech, and sustainability every week. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Um, and we're going to talk about a very interesting topic um, in sustainability. We're going to talk about Build Back Better and bargaining on the journey of going regenerative. And today, I would love to introduce our guest, uh, Subot. He's from Innate Motion. He's a partner uh, there. And um, he has a lot of experience, more than 17 years of experience consulting on insights, on brand strategy to some of the world's foremost incredible brands like Unilever, Dano, Renault, and um, Santori. So it's a range of vast different sectors, uh, consumer experience that he comes with. And I love to talk more to Subart uh, in the next uh, time in this coming session, what regenerative business is all about. Hi, Subot. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Lazada Insider. Thank you, Janet. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about regenerativity. I mean, it's a topic very close to our hearts and I'm really, really thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So like in this space, I've been in corporate sustainability, maybe coming 15 years now. We see the trend over the last decade, especially over the last five years, the whole notion around circularity, recycling, and building closed-loop systems have evolved quite a lot from just the thinking around reduce, reuse, and recycle, and then how to build a close-back loop. I think this year, very interestingly, we could also have you to share the next forefront of this sustainability uh, ecosystem, where we can start looking at beyond looping it back, resourcing back into the system. How can we then create regeneration and to accelerate uh, this sustainability transformation that we need to build back a better world. So tell us about your position and what does that entails? Right. So um, I am currently a partner at Innate Motion and uh, we are a global strategy and innovation company. Uh, simply put, we are a consulting firm that builds brands and businesses for a better world. Um, you know, um, some years ago, we started about how to create meaningful brands and businesses, the one that talks to human beings and to human motivations. And then, you know, over the course, we realized that, uh, you know, just uh, tapping into human sense making is not enough. If we don't bring the entire picture of the ecosystem and the world and the planet, uh, then, then really we are doing a sort of disservices uh, to to our world, so we increasingly focused on how to build 
brands and businesses that will build a better world and that's really what what drives me in my role as the uh, partner uh, focused on asia pacific and um, you know we today uh, we are creating humanized strategies for various leading brands uh, all the way from unilever to you know kellogg's santori um, you know just to name a few Thank you Subor. I'm hearing so much around what your experience are with like typically with consumer brands that you work a lot with. They put the consumer at the heart of how they design their business, how they ex- um design the experience and also what they would deliver as the brand promise to the consumers. Um and what I'm hearing now that in at the forefront of this consulting practice, you have discovered or along the way with the the experience working with the brands that going beyond consumer putting consumer at the center of your design thinking and innovation you think that the world we are actually ready to put the whole ecosystem at the center of this design thinking and brand design and promise at it so could you tell us more what exactly is regenerative business and how is regeneration different from circularity yeah uh, as you rightly said you know i mean our journey was moving from putting mm-hmm. people in the center to putting sort of the ecosystem in the center uh, see regenerativity simply put uh um is one step beyond sustainability or circularity so it it transcends but includes sustainability and and uh you know one has to take a step back to understand why this is required um you know humanity first overshot the earth's annual regenerative capacity in the early 1970s and we mark this as the earth overshoot day you know simply put uh, the earth overshoot day is the difference i mean it's it's fundamentally about the difference between our carbon footprint and our forest bio capacity to mm-hmm. safely yeah. absorb it right and mm-hmm. what is happening is year on year the earth overshoot day is coming earlier and earlier last year it came in august this mm-hmm. year it's going to come on july 29th so what it really means is that we are producing more uh, carbon than our ability to absorb it so mm-hmm. unless we give back more to the earth this is not going to heal so what we are fundamentally saying is that it's not mm-hmm. about reducing your damaging footprint but adding back more see the footprint as look at it as a stamp you are stamping your footprint on the ecology and community mm-hmm. but now it's not about doing less harm but fundamentally about doing more good so it is not about the footprint but about the handprint you know so uh, regeneration is about your handprint and how do you uh, w- you know add back to the world how do you restore the health of individuals communities and the planet so it is not about doing less harm but it's about doing more good you know and Uh, it has been seen that regenerative businesses achieve greater financial performance and impact than the ones which are merely doing sustainability focused right and yes. how is it differing from circularity business models so uh, circularity is about maintenance it's mm-hmm. about keeping 
you 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 are safeguarding the materials and you are recirculating them so yeah. that you are not causing uh, harm you are causing mm. less harm mm. but this is not about less harm this is saying that fundamentally how do i give back more how do i give back more to the planet how do i give back more to the communities how do i give back more to my employees it's fundamentally the act of contribution i think that differs from circularity which is an act of maintenance right so what i'm understanding is that if we take a um a company for instance when they built back um circularity model it is maintenance within the company ecosystem when you mention about regeneration the company thinks beyond the system that it exists and operate in but it extends wider to include our nature the forest um our rivers our oceans it takes that physical nature environment into consideration as a larger ecosystem so Absolutely. in this case right i would like to ask the next question um what business holds uh today in your experience which business holds the gold standard as a regenerative business let us take an example of a fashion brand using the concept of the four e's and and the way the four e's to look at it is that are you evolutionary do you think of the ecosystem do you engage people and do you have empathy right these are the four e's right. so in terms of evolution uh, what you would say is that i just don't want to sustain but i want to evolve and it's not about doing less bad but i want to do good for my whole system my handprint for the whole system and therefore i'll say that as a fashion brand my ambition is fashion that builds a better world yeah uh, in its design in its sourcing in its employee welfare in rewarding the small producer in my mm. factory environment so fundamentally that's uh, the first e is how do i evolve with an ambition mm. second is i will think about my ecosystem so i want fashion to come from a fair ecosystem where everyone is collaborating there is fairness there is transparency and there is empowerment for all um and uh, you know the third e uh, is engagement so how do i engage with people because you know being a good business you can get citizens to engage with you and the last is empathy so mm. region builders see empathy as a superpower and empathy means deep listening um you know so a fashion brand with empathy will have an empathy hotline for instance you know it's it's and uh, always on always listening uh, sort of hotline where it's available to listen to what's happening in the ecosystem i mean um, um, a very good example of um, empathy hotline is something for example they have in between israel and palestine where mm -hmm. talk to each other about the grievances and the hurt and and this talking creates healing so mm -hmm. so yeah, so fundamentally this is our healthy ecosystem a regenerative system would uh, look like uh, there are two examples that uh, come to mind janet uh, yeah. uh, one is interface i think which you mentioned as well uh, mm -hmm. you know it's a, a a modular carpet manufacturer and 
one of the things they piloted was factory as a forest project so imagine the factory as a forest so in principle therefore the the factory would provide freely to its surroundings mm -hmm. uh, positive ecosystem services such as clean air energy portable water uh, you know carbon sequestration which is you know capturing the carbon and nutrient cycling so i thought this was a wonderful sort of vivid image of the factory as a forest yeah. uh, that that's one example but one gold standard i want to talk about is right here in singapore mm -hmm. and that is uh, what if foods and what if foods has a great story uh, yeah. it is uh, built by very experienced scientists working in the food industry and they got very tired of what they were doing because they realized that we were making this a uh, very addictive food for big companies mm. but to do that we are manipulating the food by making artificial flavors we are making it visually stimulating but fundamentally this is just empty food you know while this is happening uh, you know uh, we are losing forests the size of football fields every sort of 6 seconds and mm. you know people are suffering from bad health from eating bad food so right. what it was they set to correct this imbalance that mm. now let's create really really uh, good food of good health uh, made in a good way with good crops uh, mm. to help the farmers uh, and to uplift the farming community and and all this uh, is basically comes from a regenerative ambition so they said why can't we create future fit crops crops that are nutritionally dense climate resilient and resource efficient you know uh, and then we take these crops and we make very interesting comfort food with it like noodles so what we are doing is we are giving tasty food but it is dense with nutrition so it's making people healthier mm. and the way this is being grown it is being grown with uh, farming communities uh in regenerative ways which means that you the way you put your crop patterns you don't harm the earth and you mm. don't use you know insecticides and fumigation and you 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 grow it in a very uh, um in a protective way that gives back to mother earth and mm. and and that's where they are today creating tasty and nutritious food that nourishes people and nourishes the nurtures the planet so i thought this was a great example right here in singapore of what a regenerative company uh, could look like that's really interesting because a lot of times when we see um when we talk about sustainability we had the case studies for a very long time there were many examples that were coming from um america coming from europe and it's very interesting that with innovation taking like spearing out from singapore um we're already seeing some of this very interesting uh startups or founders that see um not only the problems but um just from what you share with what if food um the founders and entrepreneurs have also displayed that they are very thoughtful in not only the business that they want the solutions that they want to create for the business aspect for the market development aspect but they're also looking at disrupting how the whole um 
the business will impact the way things are grown to things are produced so that your the what you mentioned earlier about the four e's they get um, applied and especially the empathy part is shining out very clearly to me in this example of what is foods um, with the entrepreneurs that they have applied that thoughtful process to how they design their product and how they want to market it as well. Um, yeah. Interestingly, okay. on this topic with food, um, so as Lazada being the e-commerce platform, in Singapore, we have uh, also the Red Mart, which is our online supermarket. And with the past year with COVID um, outbreak, we're also seeing the shift of people, consumers' behavior shifting more towards online uh, shopping. And um, we're also helping on the other side, also giving, giving us the opportunities to help more of the farmers, uh, the fishermen to bring away a true digitalization that they can connect with the consumers. So, and this leads me to the next question, just from just some of these examples that you have cited um, with our audience. How do you see regenerative business evolve in Southeast Asia, maybe in the next five years kind of time frame? Yeah, yeah, Janet. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, the future is really bright for regenerative businesses in mm. South Asia. I mean, if you just look at what the Singapore government has done, you know, they have earmarked hundred billion dollars to adapt to a hot, flooded, and food insecure future. And yeah. there is a complete drive to support companies that are creating plant-based foods plant-based meat alternatives and alternative proteins so there's clearly a thrust to build companies uh, that will build a better world for the future generations not just in food but even connected to other aspects you know like a better education uh, you know better sort of uh, clothing materials i mean there's so much innovation that uh, you know the edb and and singapore government is investing in so and this impact is not just for Singapore, but also for Southeast Asia as a region. So mm. companies are going to evolve rapidly and deeply. And, and I would say the future is already here. Mm. The second I definitely see happening a lot is uh, regenerative companies are going to evolve because of the rapid uh, B Corp movement again. So, you know, B Corp movement is well established. So to me, uh, it's really going to grow rapidly uh, because of efforts of governments uh, like Singapore and the desire to become B Corp. Um, it's a movement that's only going to grow rapidly. Like, so to businesses that are not like the Danons or the Unilevers yeah. of the world, what is the first practical step such companies or businesses can take to yeah. get started on a regenerative um, business practices? You are never too small to bring good into the world. You know, I mean, uh, uh, big companies can do it at their level, but it, it doesn't stop um, SMEs and small companies from, uh, from impacting their uh, ecosystem. In fact, perhaps the smaller you are, the better control you have on your ecosystem and how you are uh, making it a good system, you know. And and uh, I think the first step 
for anyone and even SMEs is uh, to do a kind of a empathy audit. How empathically fit am I? You know, what is or, or am I toxic? Am I driven? Am I exploiting things in my ecosystem? So to me, the first step is to do a kind of a audit to say how perhaps toxic I am and how do I detoxify? What are the pain points in my ecosystem? Am I hurting my suppliers or are my suppliers hurting the planet or some community? Where are the pain points in my ecosystem? You know, uh, just do a little audit of that and ask yourself, where are we hurting people, place and planet? You know, and, and that to me is already a good step to begin and, and then to steer away from that. I, I think the, the other step that I would even tell SMEs is, is that you can very simply look at the 17 uh, UN sustainable development goals, which, which, uh, you know, which are about reducing poverty to reducing inequality to gender equality uh, or clean water and sanitation. You know, they are very simple human development goals. And again, you're not too small to, to choose one or two of these as your goals and to say that I am going to strive toward gender equality in my in my ecosystem or I'm going to strive towards reducing inequality in my ecosystem. I'm going to make sure that uh, everyone is paid equally or that some people don't just earn a lot and then some people earn too little. So just being um, inspired by the UN SDGs is is um, is potent enough for even small SMEs to begin the change. So this is right. what comes to mind. Uh, yes, I think these are very practical steps. Where I think doesn't like you said, regardless of the size of operations, once um, a company or a business look at what is their core business activity. It can start from there to ask and be empathetic towards um, whether it's the positive or the negative or harm impact that the core business activity is generating. And then it sparks the question around then how can the solution come about? And solutioning doesn't have to be a hundred and one things, but stay focused. Exactly and use the S UN SDG, UN Sustainable Development Goals, 17 Goals Guide, and choose a focus, and then zoom in on that, and that's where they can get started. And with this, we have come to the end of our first sustainability episode on Lazada Insider. And I would like to thank you again, Subot, for your precious time, and um, also preparing for this interview today. Uh, and sharing so generously with us many of the examples and particularly the ones that are coming out from Singapore and Southeast Asia. Yeah, it really brings to life uh, for most of us who are based out of here to relate uh, to these examples. And I look forward to this very interesting conversation with you. Thank you, Janet. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you and uh, wish Lazada all its be the best in its sustainability and regenerative ambitions. Thank you. This is Lazada Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. Lazada.